This is Wetlock, my true unscripted chronicles as a prison wife. Join me on my journey as I bring you crazy stories, informative facts, updates on my husband, advice from my family and friends, and special guests giving their true life stories on the prison system. This is not your average love story. Welcome to Wetlock. Hey guys, welcome to episode 13. I hope you guys are having a wonderful day so far. It is actually the morning time right now for me. And I am up drinking my coffee, burning my incense, have my meditation candles going. Just trying to bring in some positivity, guys. Um, As I've stated in my past episodes, I, episodes, I have been exhausted. I have had a lot of things going on, and today I woke up pretty late, later than usual. I'm normally up like at 6, 7 o'clock in the morning, but I woke up a little bit later because my body just was tired. Like, my body just did not want to move. I have been doing a lot. Um, So this morning, of course, you know, my normal um, is getting up and meditating, getting my candles and my incense and things like that. So I kind of felt like when I woke up, I was a little stopped up. I didn't know what the hell was going on. I don't know if my bronchitis is acting up. I'm not really sure, but I wasn't feeling 100% when I first opened my eyes. I am feeling a little bit better, but um, you can probably even hear it in my voice. I'm a little bit stopped up. So I, um, I just wanted to, you know, try to channel some better energy, some healing energy this morning. So today's topic, guys, today's topic is going to be about pictures. (laughs) And the reason why I chose this topic, because it's fresh, first of all, fresh on my mind. And secondly, it's because of a conversation for the past two days I've been having with my husband. And I just wanted to talk about it and get some insight from you guys. Now, of course, you guys know Having a husband in jail, boyfriend, fiance, or whatever, they love their pictures. They have to have these pictures. And I get it. I truly, truly get it. But let me just explain something. I love taking pictures. I have been loving taking pictures since I was a kid. I wanted to be in front of the camera all the time. Growing up, My aunt literally took me to get pictures done at least once every so many months. So I have so many pictures that were professionally shot because, I mean, I just grew up taking pictures. And of course, as I got older, I mean, it was the norm for me. So I love taking pictures. And my picture taken is not motivated by absolutely anything. You know, as a woman, you know, you might be cute this day. You might feel like, you know, this outfit look good on you. Sometimes, you know, you might feel sexy or whatever. And you want to take these pictures. I've always been like that. Like, my pictures are not really motivated by really anybody. So... I have so many pictures, guys. Like, like I have pictures on reserve. <laughs> like, if my husband say, baby, send me some pictures, I'm like, oh, got those. Because I literally take a lot of pictures. And, you know, 
my husband has been asking me about pictures like every day. So around my birthday time, you know, he wanted these pictures. He wanted these turn up birthday pictures. And of course, you know, although me and my husband are married and, you know, we pretty much talk about everything. There's no real secrets between us. Sometimes I forget. Sometimes I think my husband forgets like how I am. And when I say how I am, I've always been very reserved. I've always been very tasteful and classy. If you know me, you know I haven't really been into or done anything just like really just crazy, you know, outlandish type of behavior. So I don't have the slut bucket pictures and I don't take the slut bucket pictures. Um, And that's for several reasons. For one, like I just don't like taking slut bucket pictures. But the other thing is that I have a few things that take me out of my comfort zone when it comes to those pictures. First of all, I think about if I send in, let's say outside of the jail, we, we're just going to say randomly, you know, some guy you're dating, dealing with a whatever boyfriend, it could be your boyfriend if, or whatever. I, in the back of my mind, I have this, this, this thing that clicks in my mind. You know, I told you I'm a thinker. I analyze, I overanalyze a lot. Now, let's just say that you're sending these pictures to this guy and you guys fall out. What happens to your pictures? Does he send them to his friends? Does he start showing them to everybody because he's mad? Are you going to wake up and be like, oh my God, all my pictures are all over the website, the social media, the Instagram? Um, Yeah, that clicks into my mind. So we have the revengeful plot with the pictures. And then, you know, also I just, Every, I feel like everybody should not have that type of access to you. Like, honestly, I can really truthfully say there's not a lot of people that can say they got pictures of me at all, you know, in their phone or nowhere. I mean, I just feel like that is something that should be very, very carefully decided who gets these type of pictures, you know, um, because, I mean, it could turn into something ugly. You know, it can really turn into something ugly. Let's just say that you have a situation where your boyfriend, fiance, or husband has some woman on the side and she decides to go through his phone or she decides to dig into your personal business to get him back. And what do you know? She has found some pictures. So now she's sending the pictures all around or posting them everywhere, you know, to try to be disrespectful or just straight out evil. Okay, so there's another uh, scenario. Then we'll go into the jail side. My biggest issue with sending pictures to the prison system is I don't know what happens with my pictures before they get to my husband. Think about it, guys. You're sending these sexy pictures, these poses, you know, you and your cute little outfits, your your lingerie or your bathing suit or whatever, and, and you're you have this look in your eye because you're missing your man. These are the type of pictures that he wants. But who is seeing these pictures first and what are they doing with the pictures? See, in my mind, I always feel like certain people have certain jobs. I feel like the creepy guy who you know 
wants to work in a mail room. It's like the guy who wants to touch panties or something. The creepy guy in the mail room sees your pictures and oh my God, he's, 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 uh, he's drooling over you. You know, who's to say he's not taking his picture, screenshotting his picture, taking a picture of the picture, copying the picture. And now you are a part of this man's jolly old good time. Um, Throughout the day, how he starts his morning, how he goes to bed, who knows? Or what if you have the person who's working in the mailroom and decides, you know, hey, I can make some extra money off of this. This is kind of like Playboy or Penthouse and decides to copy your pictures and sell them to some other inmate before your husband or mate, boyfriend or spouse gets your pictures. Now you the pinup girl in the prison and your husband doesn't even know. So, I literally, those are the things that cross my mind. And I'm definitely not showing my face. You know, my husband said to me yesterday, he was like, baby, you know, I want you to send me some pictures, but I want to see your face. And I'm like, no, not those kind of pictures. Like, I've sent pictures to my husband where it's my face, you know, cute pictures or whatever. But when you get into these, quote unquote, the pictures they really want, uh, no, no face, no case, as they say. I don't feel comfortable with showing my face when it comes to those type of pictures. And I'm going to be honest with you. My pictures aren't going to be that raunchy. You know what I'm saying? I have a problem with that. It's not going to be no busted open. It's not going to be put your legs in the air, lay on your back. Like, I just don't do those type of pictures, guys, because of the fact, A, I don't really like them. B, I just have a issue of thinking about where my pictures are actually going so it has like really caused me my husband to like go back and forth for like two days because he's like well these you know baby I want these kind of pictures and send me these kind of pictures and yada 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 so last night you know I had got some pictures done for my birthday and I wanted to surprise him with them now they were they were really cute tasteful pictures they weren't like porn or you know anything like that But I wanted to surprise him. He kept every day he was asking me, where's the pictures from your birthday? Where's the pictures from your birthday? Where's the pictures from your birthday? Not to mention, he also wants me to resend him all the pictures that I sent him when he was at the the the, um, holding facility. My husband was there for almost three years. So you're talking about almost a year and a half worth of pictures that I sent him. He wants me to send him all over again and let me just explain something to you guys who don't know do you know how much money you end up spending doing this type of stuff like when I first was sending him pictures we're just gonna say I spent about $500 in sending pictures so again you have to realize if I sent $500 the first time you that means that he wants all these pictures all over again that's more money to send these pictures all over again And he wants all these pictures. He wants new pictures, 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 pictures. And again, guys, I get it. I mean, you want the memories. You want to be able to look at your loved ones. You want to do all this. But my husband, they don't call him extra for nothing, okay? Because he's just really, really extra with it. Sometimes I really think he wants these pictures as trophies. You know, he's he's in this facility. These people don't know him. He's telling these people who he, who he is, what he had when he was on the street. Because we all know... They can't, they don't know who you are. They don't know what you have. Everybody's wearing the same damn ugly ass outfit. You know what I'm saying? Shoes and all. 
So he has to show people who he is, what he's had, what his woman looked like, what this, da 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 da. And I'm like, oh my God. So again, I have no problems with giving and doing whatever my husband needs for me to do. I, I really don't. Like if that's what makes him happy, I don't have a problem with it. It's just the fact that sometimes I really feel like when people are away, they actually forget that we on the outside have real lives out here and we have other things that we have to do. It's almost like time stops with them being in there and they want everything that they want when they want it, how they want it, and in a very timely manner. So we have been having this discussion about these pictures and I end up telling him last night, like, listen, I was trying to surprise you and and get these pictures done to send to you but you keep asking me every single day oh my god that turns into something totally different which i will get into on my husband's update but i will say this as a woman i personally am not comfortable right now because I'm not where I want to be as far as my weight. I want to I want to lose at least 15 or 20 more pounds. Um, I'm not going to say the pandemic or, you know, all this kind of stuff made me gain weight. Because it really didn't. I'm really not a big, big eater like that. But because I run my own businesses, a lot of my activity stopped. I mean, I'm always in my home. Everything I do is from home. And when I do leave the house, I'm in my car. So the person that used to work out three, four times a week, all these type of things, all that stuff slowed up. Factor in, I'm now 44 years old. You know, my metabolism, you know, you know, all the things you heard when you was growing up, you know, how you get in a certain age, you slow down and da, 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 all this type of stuff. So I'm really not where I want to be for myself. And with that being said, I don't want to take pictures because I don't feel like I look picture worthy to me. And I have said this to my husband before, and it's like he didn't care. It it doesn't matter to him. This is what he wants. So last night when I told him that I got some pictures professionally done, he was upset. Like, why would you do that? You know, then it turned into, well, who took them? Who behind the camera? Then it went into... Well, if you got some pictures professionally done, that means that they're like whack, basically. You know, he didn't say whack, but in so many words, that's what he was saying. They're basically whack unless you turn up for the person behind the camera. And I'm like, see, this right here just went totally left. Now, I really, at that point, I just really had to just tell him, like, listen, I have told you several times, I'm not comfortable right now with where I am. And... I just don't feel comfortable sending you the type of pictures that you want. So instead, I decided to get them done. You know, so they can be touched up a little bit. You know, still be me, still look good, not fake or nothing like that. But this is what you want. You won't take no for an answer. So if I'm going to do something, I want to be happy and comfortable in the way it's done. And I really had to explain that to him. And it's like when I explained that to him, he went into, well, why you just didn't say I've said it before. I've said it several times before, you know, and I don't think that men really understand like they look at us differently. Like, you know, I, I see memes all the time on social media, how guys be like, oh, you know, the little handles on the side. You know, I love women with that or, oh, you know, I love the woman with the stretch marks and this, that and the third. 
Yes, they love it. We don't sometimes. We're not we're not satisfied sometimes or comfortable sometimes with what we look like. At, you know, I mean, that's just being a woman. You know, if my stomach is bloated, I don't want to take a picture. You know, if if I feel like, oh, you know, I feel like I'd have gained an extra 10 pounds, okay, I don't want to take a picture. Men don't care, especially men in jail. I mean, at this point, they could put a garbage bag over the top of your head and as long as everything is working, uh, they don't give a shit. You know what I'm saying? So I really had to explain to my husband how I really felt about these pictures. And he honestly, I don't think he really still gave a shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I just felt like, oh my God, you know. So last night after we had this conversation, he still sent me like three, four emails because now... He has let his mind go all the way to the ends of earth, thinking about the cameraman, thinking about, you know, what kind of pictures did I take for the cameraman, Um, and just kept going on and on about these pictures, and now his mind is racing, and now he got all these thoughts in his mind, and I'm like, baby, go to bed, like, please stop. You know, it's not that serious. And it just turned into something crazy over some pictures. And I just had to tell him, I'm like, listen, you know, you, I'm more playboy. You want penthouse and, and, and whatever raunchy ass type pictures. I'm not going to give you that. You know what I'm saying? And I really had to do kind of like a reverse psychology on him a little bit and say, you know, how do you know what's happening with these pictures before you get them? How do you know it's not a couple of inmates that's looking at your wife? How do you know that the person who's checking the mail don't take my pictures home? I can't believe that you're actually comfortable with the possibility of somebody looking at your wife before you. And I had to kind of leave it there so he could think about it because I'm telling you, The one thing I know my husband is not going to appreciate is the fact that I don't put that in his head. And now he's going to be wondering, do somebody really got pictures of my wife? And what the fuck? And are these people really doing something like this? So I knew if I did that, I would shut it all the way down. Because that's how I feel. I'm not really comfortable with that. That's what plays into my mind. So I just wanted, because I could get, like I said, it was fresh in my mind about these pictures. And I just want to know, like, how do you guys feel about these type of pictures? Are you, you know, into it's whatever when it comes to your husband or your fiance, your boyfriend, when it comes to these pictures? Are you comfortable with these type of pictures? Do you even think about the people who see the pictures before they actually get to your husband, your, your better half, your spouse or whatever? And that's my question to you guys. Now, I'm going to get more into it on my updates with my husband, of course, because it's so much to this story with the things that we talked about. But I wanted to talk about something else. I have decided to turn my podcast into um, where I can get subscribers. And I want to explain this to you guys. Now... All of my podcast episodes will still be available to listen to if you're not a subscriber. The subscribers will get access to a little bit more as I start developing which within my seasons. And the reason why I'm saying this is because 
this is my personal life. This is my personal journey. This is me talking about things that are personal within my household, with my husband, and all of the different things that go along with it. Um, I promise to chronicalize. I promise to be unscripted and uncut. And with that being said, I started to think about all the different things and all of the different episodes and all of the different content that I want to bring to you guys. And that's what kind of made me say, you know, it's time for me to get on board with having subscribers. And I want to say this, this is very important to me for me to say. I am a very supportive person to anybody who I have dealings with, family, friends, or whatever. I, Like I said before, I'm a cheerleader and I'm a supporter. I believe in supporting my friends. I believe if my friend has an event, I don't want to come to the event for free. If my friend has something that they're selling, I don't want it for free. I'm going to pay for it. That's how I show my love and my support. And I just need for you guys to understand out there, that's the biggest support that you can give to anybody that you love is to support them and what they do. If they're selling cakes like myself, if they're making clothes, you know, friends should not want anything for free. And that's how I look at it. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, you shouldn't look out because I do like I make cakes. I don't, I, I rarely charge my family. I rarely charge my close friends, you know, and if I do, I'm giving discounts because I mean, let's just be honest. It's still a business. You know, I still have to make money. I still have to make sure that my bills and stuff are paid and I can't afford to do anything for free. That's how people end up broke and having nothing. So when I start thinking about subscriptions, you know, my the thought that came to my mind is this you have so many people out here with podcasts you have artists with music and it's nothing for people to download and support and pay for people who already have money who are already rich who are already millionaires who are already billionaires who really would not die or nothing would happen to them financially with or without your money, your $5, your $10, your $20, because they've already made it. When you have a person like myself who's just starting a podcast or anybody out there, entrepreneur or anything, you know, we're trying to get on that level. And to me, I would rather support my friend than support an artist that's already sitting on millions of dollars. And that's just my point of view. And I'm saying that because... Again, I'm not asking for you guys to subscribe to me. What I'm saying is because this is my personal journey and this is my personal business, I definitely feel like certain things that I am going to insert into my podcast is gonna it's gonna be worthy of a subscription. I'm trying to have a baby. If I decide I want to go into doctor's offices and if I decide I want to really show the ins and outs of what's going on, I feel like that's content that should be accessible to my subscribers. And that's pretty much how I feel about it. And I talked to my husband about it last night. He was on board. He thought it was a great idea. But let me tell you something. My husband is very supportive. 
And even when I explained to him how I felt about moving into subscriptions, he completely understood. I mean, he's like, well, $5 a month. I mean, if as long as you have free content. But yes, I do agree. Certain things should have access for people who are paying for it because this is my business. This is our business. And let me tell you guys something else. There's a lot of people who listen to my podcast just to be nosy. There's a lot of people who listen to my podcast just to be in my business. And guess what? Those are the people that really need to pay. (laughs) And that's just my opinion. Like, I mean, this is the best thing for some people who have been dying to figure out what's going on with me, what I got going on and all this. They can just hit play and listen to my whole life play out. Those are the ones that definitely need to play because their intentions are considerably ill and, and out of malice. But yes, I am going into subscriptions, but... All of my episodes that have already been um, put out there are free. Only ones that will be um, different is when it gets to certain kind of content, then yes, you have to be a subscriber to get access to that content. And that's just how it is, guys. I am so sorry but your girl gotta make a living and I feel like in order for me to continue to move on with this podcast add more content and make it bigger you know it's only right that I do make money off of my podcast because it's going to cost me money to be able to continuously create better better content And that's that on that, guys. That is that on that. I just started my YouTube channel. Um, I I don't have an actual name. It's just a whole bunch of letters and numbers. Once I get to a certain amount of subscribers, then, of course, just like the podcast, I will be able to actually have, like, the YouTube slash Wetlock Chronicles. But until then, I have, like, a generic um link address or whatever which is in my bio in my personal instagram and it now is in the bio in the podcast instagram and the twitter so you can click on click on that link it'll take you straight to the actual youtube channel so i'm working guys i'm trying to get i'm trying to get my podcast up i'm trying to get all these different amenities together so i can have all my platforms to sync up i'm still working on my website but i will tell you this too i now if you listen to my podcast through spotify Every episode, well, not all of them, but some of the episodes, I actually have questions that I leave. You guys can go and answer the questions. I might have a poll up. You know, I might want to know yes or no. You guys can answer these questions. You guys can join in on the polls. You guys can join in on the discussions. And I just think that is so cool. But I do know um, it's through Spotify. And I want to say with iTunes, if you get your podcast through Apple, only thing you can do is leave an actual review. You can't really comment on questions and things like that. So if you do want to go and see what my questions of the day are, if you want to see what what polls I posted up, 
go to Spotify, guys. Go to Spotify and you can answer the questions and just, you know, communicate with me. You can leave messages, voice messages, and all that type of stuff. So Spotify is definitely one of the platforms that you can do a lot more with. And that is my topic of the day about these pictures, honey. And also just trying to give you information on now my podcast will be available for subscribers. And yes, it's $5 a month, guys. I mean, I think I'm worth $5 a month. (laughs) I actually have so many different subscriptions that I pay for. I actually use like one credit card for that. Um, So it won't affect anything else that I have going on. But you know, my best friend will tell you, I have every app, every TV app, every, I I love entertainment. So I actually pay for all of that stuff. Um, You know, stars, Amazon, uh, Amazon Prime, Apple Music, um, HBO Max, everything you can think of, I actually, I actually pay for because I like, I like entertainment. I like to be entertained and I want to have access to whatever comes out. Like, you know, I want to be able to say, oh yeah, I could listen to that. Oh yeah. Or I saw it on this day, even though it came out on this day. So yes, $5 a month, guys, you don't have to, you don't have to subscribe, but just know if you are a subscriber, you will have access to more content um, as the seasons progress. And again, guys, thank you so much for joining me. This is episode 13, guys. We are almost, almost close to season two. I am so excited. And of course, you guys know what's coming up next, my story of the day. the story of the day. This is a story that I have been asked to tell um, ever since I basically made it known that me and my husband are married. Now, in my very, very first episode, I talked about how we were planning a wedding, how at first I just kind of wanted to do the Las Vegas thing and go to Miami for the reception. You know, I had the whole Versace mansion um, reception thought out plans and everything. And my husband was, he was okay with it. And um, things kind of changed um, once. I don't know. I can't really pinpoint when things kind of changed. But when we got to talking about actually having a real wedding, that's when things kind of changed. Because, of course, you guys already know the story of the prison couture that he thought that we were going to be wearing, which was a negative from the first time it came out of his mouth. Um, It started going into... It started changing when my husband started getting a little bit more excited. Like, I'm telling you, he turned into Groomzilla. At first, I was okay with just Vegas and and Miami. And I think when I started talking about Miami is when he started changing his mind on how he wanted things to be. Because I was like, you know, we can just do it in Miami, have certain people come. 
And then he was like, well, you know, I want to be able to do this and I want to have this artist come and perform. And then he was like, you know, babe, like, I really want to do it big. You know, I really want to show the world how much I love you. And of course, being who he is and this this platform that he, you know, that he has put himself in just being extra, he felt like he needed to stand on him being extra. And I really didn't care about that. I really didn't care about, you know, how many people and, you know, all the pumps and circumstance or anything like that. I was just more so like, I'm okay with, you know, it just me and me and you. I didn't care about the walking down the aisle part, but my husband really got into wedding planning mode. And like I warned him, you know, you activate this button, it's going down. (laughs) So... As I went into planning my wedding, um, I started thinking about, you know, how traditional weddings really are. And I didn't want to get married in a church. I didn't want to get married in a church because, first of all, me and my husband do not, we're not the same when it comes to religious re- religion. I'm a Methodist. I grew up in a Methodist church. His his mom is a Jehovah Witness. Um, and honestly, you know, we didn't really have a serious religious foundation between the two of us. And, you know, I started thinking about that. You know, I started thinking like, well, you know, we got to have somebody to marry us. I don't really want to push off my growing up beliefs in the church. And I'm definitely not going to convert to a Jehovah Witness. So, um, the best, the best thing that I came up with was I was like, you know, I can get a ordained minister. I have a cousin that's an ordained minister. I know two people that are ordained. And so I thought about it. I did a little research, you know, just for me, just to make sure when I brought it to my husband, you know, so I could have, you know, a little bit of understanding, especially if I have to explain it to him, because I mean, he's incarcerated. So I went to telling him about, you know, getting an ordained minister, you know, ordained ministers, basically they pretty much marry any anybody and I don't mean it in like a negative way but you know everything that the church is not about when you're ordained you know they do same-sex marriages you know ordained is just not with anybody you know you're still having your vows you're still doing it you know under under God um but it's not the Catholic it's not the stigma on you know this religious based um situation so I went to him and I was like you know I think I want to try to get one of my friends to become an ordained minister so that they can marry us and because I wanted it to be not in a church you know and but like again because our religion beliefs are different because we come from two different backgrounds I didn't want it to be like I convert to this or he switches over to this or we do this. I wanted to get somebody that would marry us, that would marry us, us, the two of us and what we believe together and what we want to build together. And I felt like that was a perfect situation. So I went to my friend Demita and I said, Demita, would you marry me and Mike? And she was like, yeah, but how? So I told her about becoming an ordained minister. I told her what to do. And guys, she did it. But there was a catch. 
The catch was, if she did it, I would have to become an ordained minister too. And guess what, guys? I actually am. And I keep forgetting that, oh my God, that was my other iron in the the fire. I am actually ordained. I can like really marry people, guys. Like I have my credentials and everything. So we did it together. We did it together. And the day that it happened, I told my husband, I was like, yeah, you know, I asked Demita, she said she would do it, and she actually did it. And so I told him that I had did it with her. You know, we did these little, you know, we had to answer some questions. We had to read some stuff. I mean, it wasn't just like, you're ordained and you're ordained. It wasn't like that. So he was like, for real. And, you know, you can hear it in my husband's voice when he gets excited. So he was like, for real, you know, that's what's up. And... That was that on that. At that moment, you know, it was just okay. So we got that out the way. Check on that checklist, on that list. So I want to say a couple of days later, um, I was cracking a joke with my husband. And I was like, I know you getting tired of me sending you all this wedding stuff through the email. I'm sending him wedding invitations because, again, this is the only way we could plan this wedding i'm trying to get his outlook on stuff what he feels about this does he like this color does he like this table setting and this is really how we were planning our wedding and my husband really didn't care not like that but he really didn't care he's like whatever makes you happy however you want to be you know it's whatever with me i'm happy with whatever you want to do And I'm like, no, you know, this is about me and you. Only thing he wanted to make sure was it was gold was included because he loves gold. Okay, so this is how we were planning our wedding. In the midst of all of this, I was also shopping for a actual wedding ring. And um, I went looking for rings. And, you know, my brother is a very high ranking um person um I don't want to say high ranking person um what am I trying to say um in the corporate in corporate he's a very high in corporate um at a well-known um jewelry store and um I shop frequently um at you know at these at the at, at this particular jewelry store brand and I just knew at that point like you know I'm gonna go I'm gonna start looking for a ring and when I went I fell in love with this particular designer well actually I love Vera Wang but I also fell in love with this other particular designer and I found my ring I found actually two rings I couldn't choose so again I sent pictures to my husband like which ring do you think which ring do you like and we pretty much like the same ring now surprisingly you know my husband although he loved both rings and we particularly chose one out of the two we really liked my husband really wasn't satisfied He's like, when I come home, I got to upgrade that ring. And you know, your girl was not opposing to that. I already was like, I want five carrots. <laughs> you know, this is what I want. And he was like, I'm, a, you know, I'm going to upgrade that ring when I come home. But the ring that I have, the ring that I chose is amazing. You know, it's amazing by itself. And I'm like, well, babe, I, you know, the ring that you want me to have, I, I might have to have security, you know, <laughs> walking around with me. He's like, I'm your security. But I chose my ring, fell in love with my ring. We both like the same thing. And that was that. 
So I want to say probably a week after choosing my ring, you know, it really started feeling like, okay, like we are really doing this. Like it's not, it's, it's, it's not a game anymore. Not saying it was a game, but it's real. And if you have never been through the engagement process and all that, like it all seems like a dream. It all seems like, is this really happening? You know, are we really about to do this? Am I really about to be somebody's wife? And you know, it just was like a real fairy tale that was unfolding. Outside of the fact that he's incarcerated, it was, it still was the most romantic, um, loving thing that was actually taking place. So I was on the phone with him guys. And I was like saying stuff like, you know, if you don't want to do this, just let me know. Cause I know you probably tired of me sending these pictures in and you probably like, Oh, she done got serious. She really, you know, and my husband does not like when I do that. If I start talking and speaking doubt into him or in our, and within our relationship, he gets upset. He gets really upset. Like, why are you saying stuff like this? Why are you saying that? Like, why would you even, why, why would that even come to your mind? He really gets bothered by that. So I was really cracking. I was joking. I was really cracking a joke to him. Like, you know, I know if you don't want to do this, you know, you can let me know. You don't have to keep letting these pictures go through. Like, you know, this girl really think we're going to get married type of stuff. And he got so upset guys he got so upset the next thing I know he called me back he was like I need for you to get Demita on the phone and I'm like okay you know so I get Demita on the phone and when I get her on the phone he basically tells her like you know I want to get married like now like right now this is what I want to do and so although we couldn't go to the courthouse you know like people do in jail I really never wanted to do that I was willing to really wait um for him to come home but a lot of things outside of that particular situation had been taking place um business for me had started slowing up the slowing up was causing me to get anxiety I was panicking because again I'm an entrepreneur and I am so used to taking care of myself. I'm so used to taking care of my mom. I'm so used to living however I want to live without having to stress, worry, or anything. So this was the first time in like four years that I was beginning to get anxiety and get scared of, oh my God, like business is slowing up. And that part of me that has been so used to being around opportunists and users and people who have only been in my life from what they can get from me, I got scared. And I really went into this thing with my husband, like, you know, I don't want you to see me go through this. I don't want you to see this side of me come out because it was making me very, you know, I, I had anxiety. I was really worried. And that happy, happy girl that he fell in love with, you know, was starting to turn into, you know, I was stressing and I was worried and I was, you know, all these things were taking place. And guys, I really went to my husband, like, you know, if you decide that, you know, you don't want to do this because now I'm entering into a phase into my life where things are, are changing, you know, financially things are changing because money isn't really coming in the way it used to. I mean, I've, I've always been a saver. I've always had handled my business when it came to that. So I was still able to, you know, to maintain my lifestyle, but 
we all know. I mean, if you're not making money and you're spending money, guess what happens? So I kind of put that emphasis on my husband as if he was really people that I'm used to having into my life. And my husband was like, no, like I'm here. I'm with you. I'm not going nowhere. What you go through is what we're going through. And I've never had for somebody to really say, you are extension of me. You, whatever you face, we face it together. Whatever you going through is whatever we're going through. And because I was feeling unsure, because I was really starting to be apprehensive about some things, one of the reasons why my husband wanted to marry me at that time was he wanted to prove and show me that he was there, that he wasn't going anywhere. This wasn't just a I'm in jail situation or, you know, I'm just doing this because of whatever. And that meant so much to me. It really did. Because again, I have been around people who really just, you know, was around me for a benefit. Like when I was managing the club, I really felt like a lot of these people was my friends, my family and everything. But the moment I stepped outside of that club, I can honestly tell you majority of the people I have not talked to since I left that environment um, almost two and a half years ago. So I... For him to feel that way, it meant everything to me. And I just, I mean, that on top of the fact of him actually asking my dad over the phone while I'm at the cemetery about marrying me, my husband just, he broke through my heart. Like he literally like, he literally like broke through my heart and I could not say no. He was like, he wanted to do it. He said, ever since I had told him that Demita had became ordained, he wanted to do it then. Like he just felt the urgency. So at that moment, um, me and my husband virtually was married and we said our vows to each other. We did it as anybody else would do it um the only thing is that because of COVID you know they weren't allowing actual weddings to go on so we did it that way and I mean it's been a couple of people who have done not a couple of people it's been a quite a bit of people who got married virtually um just the same way they have court um virtually we we did it the same exact way but at the time guys I thought he was playing I was laughing and crying at the same time because I really couldn't believe what was going on but he wanted to do it right then and right there and and really like to really shut me up like I'm with you I got you we in this together now we together you can't ever have a doubt that I'm leaving your side and that was (laughs) that was everything to me so that's how we got married and we're still going to have a real wedding I mean we're still going to do it when he comes home because we want to be able to give that to our family but my husband felt the urgency to marry me and to and to show me that he got me and we're in this together and I love him so much because of that like when he could have walked away when he could have left when he could have changed his mind he didn't do it he didn't do it and um 
I mean, I was the happiest girl in the world at that time, right, right then, right then, right. I'm still happy, but like I was like on one million, like the clouds and everything I was floating on because he did, he stepped up and he wanted to show me that, um, he's here to stay. And that's how we were actually married paperwork wise. Um, yes, everything has been filed for those who want to know. So yes, legally and, and, and by God and, you know, by the powers vested in God and Demita and, and being an ordained ship. Yes, we are physically, literally, legally married. So for the questions that I know are been surfacing around, I mean, I've, I've, he's even told me a few people told him that, you know, oh, y'all not uh, married for real. You can't do all that, all that crap. That's my husband. I'm his wife. And, um, that's what it is. And yes, I have taken on his last name as well. It's mine is hyphenated because my dad is not here. He's gone and I'm not letting go of my dad's last name. So my name is hyphenated, but that's my husband. And that is the story on how we got married. But trust me when I tell you, when he comes home, we are going to do it big, extra style, so to speak. Um, and we're doing it for our family. We're doing it for our family. But yes, that's my husband and I love him. And that's the story. That's the story of the day, guys. The story of the day when it boils down to what you do, what makes you happy, how it makes you happy in the company of whoever you want it to be in. And you do not have to conform to what the world says it has to be what the um naysayers say it has to be as long as you um you know you speak your vows you 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 have whoever needs to be in place to conduct your union it is what it is and that is all that is all i have for you guys on the story of of the day and thank you guys again for tuning in this is episode 13 It is time for the meme of the day. So, the meme of the day. It reads, it wasn't a lifelong dream to become a prison wife. It was a lifelong dream to find a man that truly makes me happy. That dream came true when I met him. His location isn't an issue for me, so don't make it an issue for you. And I stand on that meme. I stand on that meme because you know what? What makes me happy and makes my husband happy is most important. And it's really nobody's business. It really isn't. So for all you prison wives out there, whether you got married in prison, outside of prison, or whatever the case may be, you continue to love on your husband. You continue to love on your fiance. If it pushes you to get married right now because that's what you want to do, that's the bond that you're trying to facilitate, then I 100% support that. And that is my meme of the day. If you want to see the meme of the days, I post them on the social media pages. Instagram is Wetlock Chronicles Podcast and Twitter is Wetlock Podcast. Facebook is Wetlock 
wetlock pot no 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 wetlock chronicles podcast that's the facebook but guys everything is linked together as soon as i post it on one it posts to them all so yes you can always go on the social media page and find the meme of the day season one episode 13 thank you guys for joining me well you guys we have reached my favorite part of the episode and that is giving you the updates on my husband. Hello. Babe. Oh my God. <laughs> my husband is great and is getting on my nerves <laughs> okay so i already started talking about these pictures in my topic of the day so let me just go ahead let me just get a little bit more in depth to it and then we're gonna move on with more updates on my husband um so yeah he got his feelings, guys, about these pictures when I told him I got them professionally done. This man started asking me who did. First of all, he emailed me, and then he would not even let me. He didn't give me time to email him back. He went on and called. And the first thing he said when he got on that phone is, I'm listening. And I'm like, listening to what? He like, listening to whatever what you was about to send uh, my response. So I'm like, babe, like, you know, stop tripping. Like, I'm literally having to tell my husband to stop. Like, stop. I just felt like he wanted drama, guys. Like, for whatever reason, I don't know. I felt like my husband just wanted some drama. You know, every now and then, I guess you need some drama in your life. But I'm just not drama. But he was trying to get some drama last night. Let me tell you. He went to asking me who was the person who took the pictures. He wanted to know how was the pictures done, what I had on, how was I posing. And then it just went into, okay, so... The other day when you said you fell asleep early, oh my God, and he put me with the picture man. He said I was with the picture man, guys. Like, now I'm with the picture man, and instead of me doing the pictures, I'm like, oh my, why would you do that to your brain? <laughs> like, why are you making something out of nothing? He was just losing it. And I'm like... I'm like, baby, so you just gonna keep disrespecting me, right? You gonna just keep coming at me first. You know, I was cheating on you all day and that's why I was sleepy because I had been laid up all night. Now I done slept with the picture man. Um, I mean, oh my God. And I'm sitting here like, you just gonna let this, this jail thing like really play on you. I try to tell my husband every time, every chance that I can get. I love my husband. I love our union. I love our marriage. And I'm not going to do absolutely anything to jeopardize that. And I really had to tell him, like, listen, I'm not no, I'm not your side chick. I'm not your fuck buddy. I'm not any other women that you've been with before. Like, you know, come on, just, just, just chill out. You know what I'm saying? Everything I do is tasteful, is classy. You know, and a lot of women, I know it's just not me, that really do not want to, you know, take these type of pictures. Like, I mean, I don't. I feel like 
the conversations that we have, I feel like the fact that we are both attracted to it's so much to intimacy that can really turn you on. I'm just not with the raunchy gutter butt, slutty butt pictures. Like, I'm not. Now, I got some sexy pictures. I'm not going to lie. Like, I got some good pictures. I'm always taking good pictures. But the pictures that I've sent him... He loves them. And I'm like, those are the pictures that I, you know, that I take. I mean, they sexy. Trust and believe me. You know, whatever he was, whatever he was trying to accomplish, he accomplished a few times very well. So it was just, you know, I guess my husband just likes what he likes. And I'm not knocking what he likes. I don't have a problem if he's home. That's a different story. My issue is the male, the people at the jail, you know, that's where the situation comes in at. If we at home and he got a cell phone and I decide I want to just turn up and just go all out and get slutty for my husband, hey, slut me out, that's what we going to do. But when it comes to my stuff going to somewhere that somebody else has to look at it and I don't know what they doing with it and I, you know, that that is a serious ass situation and I mean I just don't I have a problem with it and I really had to get him to understand that but he understands you know he just emailed me this morning so everything is fine he understands and we are good but again these are just the obstacles these are the obstacles these are the things that you know you have to deal with when you're a prison wife i'm telling you they don't give a damn they just want these pictures honey like however whoever whenever or whatever they want the pictures but outside of that guys my husband is doing great he's amazing um you know, he has um, told me about this phone situation, guys. It's like a hundred and something people trying to use three different phones. And my best friend had a good point when she made um, in regards to the lockdown. I think after this settles down, it's going to be a little bit different. You know, this rush to using the phone. I mean, these guys was already, you know, locked down for for a week. So I think that that and just wanted to continuously call and talk to somebody, you know, reach out to somebody is really what's going on. But yes, he told me it's like 110 people trying to use three different phones. And there has been a little bit of friction with that going on. I personally don't want my husband to get into it with anybody about no phone because I'm trying to get my husband home. And then I also know how my husband is. Like, that ain't really the person that they want to be coming at about no phone. So, I really be like on some babe. Just, you know what I'm saying? Let that shit go. Don't worry about no fuck a phone, you know. But, again, I do understand my husband got to hold his own and stand on, you know, stand on his ten toes. So, I totally, totally get it. But, my God, like we're talking about grown-ass men fighting and arguing over a phone. But, my husband is good. He is doing amazing. Um, you know, he's ready to come home as, as any other inmate. You know, he's ready to come home. He's ready to just get this behind him. And um, 
again, I thank you guys so much for keeping him in your prayers and continuing to lift him up. I actually spoke to him about the subscription of the podcast. We we talk about everything. Every decision that I make, I always consult with my husband first. So he's really on board with it. But let me tell y'all, let me tell y'all what my husband really wants to do. My husband wants to be on love after lockup. <laughs> and it's my fault. It's my fault. I actually watched this show and I was telling him about this show. Like when we first got in the beginning stages of our relationship, I was telling him I watched this show. And so he started getting like really into the show too. Like, well, who's doing this? And you know, so I'm breaking out the characters. I'm telling him all kinds of stuff or whatever. And I'm telling him like, I thought the male prisoners was, was crazy and full of game and, coming out on the bullshit oh no the female prisoners are the worst i don't know if you guys watch this show but they are the worst baby they be coming out with all the game in the world two and three other men they got about one lady on this last season she literally had like five or six different dudes she was talking to the lady had a chart on her wall of how she rotate through these men Oh, the women are vicious, baby. And I was telling him about this show. My husband, after I started talking about this show, he decided that he wants me to contact this show because he wants us to be on Love After Lockup. Now, mind you, when he first brought the idea to me, I'm telling him, like, baby, no. Like, I don't like people in my business. Reality shows, like, they ruin relationships. Like, I don't want people all up in what we doing and, you know, where we live and all this kind of stuff. And boom, look at me now with a podcast. (laughs) So... He's been stuck on this love after life after lockup, love after lockup, whatever it is. He's been stuck on it. So as I'm telling him yesterday about the subscription and all the things, he's like, so, so baby, explain this to me. Like, what's the difference in what you're doing with this podcast and just us going to life after lockup or love after lockup? And I'm like, oh my God, here we go again. So what I tell him is, baby, it's us controlling our narrative. Like, Within this podcast, we already know it's going to be seasons. It's going to be seasons of stuff. Um, I'm trying to take it to YouTube. I'm trying to, you know, have our YouTube channel. I'm trying to have live episodes. So when he comes home, we have already gotten everybody, our listeners and subscribers, gotten to know us, gotten to know our story. They're intrigued with our story. They're intrigued with me at this moment. And I'm telling him, once you come home, you know, or even while you're there, you know, we talking on the phone. These people get to hear the love and and witness the love. And they're now anticipating for you to come home. And when you come home, you know, now you're doing this with me. We control this narrative. Like, I don't want to go to a network and present our story. I want the network to come to me and want our story and that's the difference controlling the narrative controlling the bag and once he understood where i was coming from like usual my husband was with it he was like okay say no more you said enough say no more but yes guys my husband wanted to go on love after lockup and i so was against it like hell no i don't want to be on tv with all these people in my business and then like i said (laughs) now i'm on a podcast with people in my business but i'm controlling it i'm controlling it and um that's what's most important to me 
But guys, yes, my husband is wonderful. He's doing great. And again, thank you guys for tuning in to episode 13. Please continue to keep my husband and myself as well as I will continue to keep you guys in our prayers and uplifted and again thank you guys for joining me on this journey you guys have no idea how much i appreciate you thus far and we are going to continue with episode 13 as you guys know i have started a support group fed up wives supporting wives of incarcerated federal inmates this is a nonprofit organization set to help both emotionally and mentally, but financial as well. To contact Fed Up Wives, please email fedupwives.org at gmail.com. The contact number is 404-927-8011. Please like and join the Facebook page, Fed Up Wives Organization. You guys have supported me, and now it is time for me to support you. Now back to the show. On today's A Serious No Fact, I wanted to talk about prison mail. Now, I ran across an article by The Intercept which title is Federal Prison Switch to Scanning Mail is a Surveillance Nightmare. And when I read this article, one of the actual inmates that The Intercept has interviewed was saying that it's just like receiving a fake dollar bill. And when I read that description, I was like, that's probably the best comparison that you can think of because if they're scanning the mail you're actually getting a photocopy of the original letter that your loved one wrote you even the pictures and I think that sucks I mean getting a personal letter from someone you're kind of like looking at this paper that they touched um the strokes of the ink pen the way they dot their eyes, sometimes even the smell of the actual sender still lingers on. I myself have sprayed my husband's letters, I know for a fact. And it, was, it wasn't it was until two weeks ago that he actually told me that they get the scanned copies. And I had no idea that. that. That was really something new to me when he first told me. And so... I just think that once again, that takes away from that closeness. You know, it's it's already there far enough, but just that closeness, um, I feel like now is just being taken away. So this article, again, from The Intercept, is titled Federal Prison Switch to Scanning Mail is a Surveillance Nightmare. The Bureau, the Bureau of Prison has piloted a program that can give authorities huge secret intelligence into the public sender of postal mail and this article was written in september 2021 in pennsylvania federal prison joe used 
used to trace his girlfriend's handwriting with his finger as the faint smell of her perfume wafered into his cell. His Her letters electrified rare feelings of intimacy and otherwise a cold environment. But after his facility replaced physical mail with photocopies in 2019, those feelings have disappeared. It's just like receiving a fake dollar bill, Joe told The Intercept in an email through a prison communication system. The Intercept is using because Joe fears retaliation from the prison staff. Over the past two years, dozens of facilities across the Federal Bureau of Prisons, or BOP, which oversees approximately 156,000 people and 122 facilities, have adopted policies of photocopying mail and withholding the original from their recipients. Prison officials say the change is an effort to stop drugs that are entering facilities by being sprayed on mail, which officials claim is affecting staff, though there is no evidence of this. The USP, which Joe is at, is one of the 33 facilities, federal facilities in 18 states using prison staff to scan mail in-house. According to an informal survey of incarcerated people's loved ones conducted by The Intercept, And the Pennsylvania prison was one of the two BOP facilities that participated in a recent pilot program to to outsource the scanning of mail to a prison, I'm sorry, to a private company. BOP union heads told The Intercept that they are pushing for the Bureau to enroll all of its facilities in the prison private service known as MailGuard whose creators boost that it can gain huge secret intelligence into the public sender of postal mail. Now, sidebar guys, sidebar. This is exactly why I have an issue with sending pictures of myself. The BOP did not respond to the intercepts questions about plans to expand mail guard or details of prison scanning mail in-house though a spokesperson told slate in august that the bureau is considering the expansion of mail scan pending funding the article goes down and it says this is a quote this is a highlighted quote You are potentially creating a record that lives on far longer than the amount of time that the letter is in the scanner. Postal mail was the last means of communication that was not heavily monitored by the BOP. The Bureau's transition to scanning mail, coupled with the refusal to release details of programs operations to the public, presents novel privacy concerns for incarcerated people and the people that send them mail. Long long been subject to inspection. I'm sorry, prison mail has long been subject to inspection though an anal- through an analog process. Before scanning, staff in the prison mail room was responsible for opening and browsing the mail for contraband or inappropriate communications. Mail that passed the test was then dispersed to the recipients. 
An exception was made for privileged communications, such as legal mail, which was supposed to only be open in the presence in the presence of its recipients, which I did not know that either, guys. Federal prison of federal prison in Illinois, South Dakota, Pennsylvania, Alabama, North Carolina, Kentucky, California, Georgia, Texas, Minnesota, Mississippi, Colorado, West Virginia, Virginia, Florida, Tennessee, New York, and New Jersey are now scanning mail in-house. The intercept found. This list is not this list is not exhaustive and the BOP did not answer questions about the number of locations of facilities. Um, several several um, incarcerated people told the intercept that their legal mail has been opened and sometimes copied before it reaches them. The shift to scanning has resulted in extended wait times for mail delivery and once it's delivered, the scans can be hard to read said incarcerated people and their loved ones. Photos and cards appear blurred, pages go missing, and parts of the letters get cut off, they said. Joe shared a photocopy of a letter received with the intercept that had been clipped on that had been clipped on the margins during a scanning process, making some words ineligible. Joe's girlfriend, who asked not to be named because the the fears of retaliation from prison staff said she writes to him daily. It used to be one of the most reliable means of communication, especially with visits suspended during COVID-19 pandemic and long lines to use phones inside the prisons. Now she says she sometimes doesn't receive his letters for a week. You're left wondering, is he safe? Is he in quarantine because of Corona? It's very nerve wracking. She said, and I can totally agree. Another sidebar, I can totally agree. Like, I don't really think that people really understand how important communication is and how your mind can completely wander the worst when that communication stops. I have always felt like, you know, they can retaliate against these inmates, you know, if they feel some type of way, give them the letters when they want to, copy them all recklessly so they can't really read different things. Um, I mean, I've watched movies like where they'll black out certain stuff to be funny like it's just this the way that they're doing this is just completely ridiculous to me but I wanted to touch on this because I was you know having an issue with my husband about the pictures and different things like that and my husband would probably have a fit if I told him about this article, because I'm again, I don't think even within the prison system, a lot of the inmates are not informed. They don't know what's going on. They don't know, you know, why this is taking place or what actually um, goes on behind these closed doors, you know. And this mail mail guard is the name of this actual um, entity that is creating this so-called, you know, way of scanning now mail guards take surveillance a step further with its smart tracker system that not only not only allows senders to track the status of mail but also correction agencies to gain huge secret intelligence into the public sender this includes people's email address home address ip address gps location tracking the name of the devices used to access smart tracker and any other accounts that use according to the proposal Mail guards creators say that the system will store a list of all incarcerated people 
the sender has communicated with and save all their mail in a profile for up to seven years after their release. The company has indicated that has indicated the timeline could be longer to be honest in almost 10 years of business smart communication has never lost or deleted records of any data from our database there are hundreds of millions of data records stored for investigations at any time so i want you guys to take that make a mental note how serious this is you know the the whole electronical thing is is turning into something else i mean even down to your instagram you know they you have people that literally get paid to watch instagram um the way that phones are being tracked now what you're telling me is is that i can write a letter to my loved one to my husband and now i'm in a system now i'm in a system and you know everything about me that is scary that is completely is scary it to me is an invasion on your privacy and i really do not know let me tell you something just because and and i said this before I said this before, when these inmates get sentenced, you're not the only person that is being affected. The the prisoner, the inmate is not the only person being affected. The families are also doing time too. And now what you're telling me is, is that now because I choose to send my husband, loved ones or whatever, any type of correspondence, now you're treating me as if I'm a prisoner as well. You're in my business now. You're trying, you you have, you are storing all my information that I have not given you, not given you permission to actually do. To me, I feel like that is a violation. I feel like somewhere within that, that is a violation of, of your civil rights, of your human rights, of your constitutional rights. And I do feel like you should be able to sue these companies because I'm not giving you the right. I have not given you, I have not consented for you to hold on to anything that I'm sending that's meant for this actual inmate and not for your system. And I just want you guys to realize how serious this really is. Like it's not, this, this has gone from something loving and supportive into intelligence. And this is crazy. This is completely crazy. Don't get me wrong. I understand certain protocols when it comes to, you know, wanting to protect the the country and wanting to protect the states and wanting to, you know, to prevent from actual terrorist things happening. But this is way, 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 way too far of a violation. But again... I have to bring you these facts. I have to bring you these serious no facts. And guys, if you want to look further into this article, again, this article is um, by The Intercept. The article date is September 26, 2021. And the title again is Federal Prisons Switch to Scanning Mail in a Surveillance Nightmare. Google it, look it up, read it, go into depth, let your loved ones know, let your husbands know, your fiancés and your boyfriends, let them know. Be careful how you communicate with them because, I mean, again, if you're sending it through mail, um, you know, electronically, they're going to read it. If you're sending it 
written down they're gonna scan it anyway and read it and if you tell them on the phone who knows the phone might start beeping it might hang you guys up i don't know but i think this is information that needs to be shared so again thank you guys for joining me on episode 13 as i stated before laughing all jokes aside story on my husband all the crazy stuff that we go through i must continue to bring you informative facts Thank you so much again for joining me on episode 13. Well, guys, this concludes our episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you were entertained. And most of all, I hope you will continue this journey with me. Be sure to hit the subscribe button, guys. As I stated in my previous episodes, as I continue this journey, I will get better. I promise to bring you good content to keep you entertained. Make sure to follow the show's social media. Instagram is Wetlock Chronicles Podcast. Twitter is Wetlock Podcast. If you want to submit questions, advice, or comment on the show, hit the message link in the show's description, and I will respond on my bonus episode on Fridays. For brand promotions, if you want to join in on an episode, share a story, spread some knowledge, please email me. Please email me at wetlockchroniclespodcast at gmail.com. Wetlockchroniclespodcast at gmail.com. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for being on this journey with me. I look forward to bringing you my next episode. So please stay safe, stay blessed, and welcome to Wetlock. You can find this podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcast, Anchor FM, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcast. For episode updates, upcoming live episodes, discussion forms, and contact information, please visit the website, wetlockchronicles.com. Yay!